Cecile said that we've been in this uh, series, Our Identity in Christ, and Cecile started way back at the beginning of September with I Am Redeemed, and there's a box of redemption there, and out of it, all the gifts along here is because Jesus is the gift that just keeps on giving. God just keeps on giving. And then all the shoe boxes went out, and I thought, well, you're really saying it now, Lord. It's box after box, and that's going to go to people. And it's giving, 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 and this is the God we've got. And all those statements on there, if you haven't read them all, come and have a look, because actually that is who you are, as this thing, the song said. We know who God is, but he's telling you that you are forgiven, that you are a child of God, that you are holy, that you are wanted, that you are part of a family, that you are blessed. It goes on and on and on, and it's all in his word. And today, my actual title is, um, I am an overcomer, and I am victorious. And you're all that. An overcomer is a person uh, who overcomes something, who succeeds in dealing with or gaining control of some problem or difficulty. And in Greek, the word Nike, N-I-K-E, which some of you like to wear on your training shoes and, and T-shirts, actually means being victorious. So when you put your Nike sportswear on, just say to yourself, actually, I'm victorious. Prevailing, conquering, overcoming. An overcomer believes. A Christian overcomer believes. Faith over facts. Some of you have had things said to you, but faith overcomes facts. Man gives you facts. Doctors give you facts. But the Word of God is faith. The Word of God overcomes circumstances. Circumstances will say you can't do it. Yes. <laughs> My Bible says I can because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does God say about this to us in 1 John 5 verses 4 and 5? This is about why we can say this, why I can say this. And there should be a slide that goes up. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. In the NIV version it says for everyone who is born of God. Are you an everyone? I think you are. Who's born of God overcomes the world. Why? And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's where it comes from. Our faith. Our faith. Winning. Achieving the desired goal. Paul said, the Apostle Paul, and he, if you read about him, he didn't trust in believing Jesus. He believed in God and was in the law. And then Jesus came and he was persecuting anyone who wanted to follow Jesus. But then Jesus met with Paul and Paul got changed. You can read from Acts uh, 9 where that happened and, and onwards. But he said this in, in 2 Timothy 4.7 to young Timothy who, who was growing in the Lord. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race and I've kept the faith. <laughs> he kept running. He fought through. And that's what Paul did and was able to declare that at the end. It's about perseverance. Faith is about reliance on God. And boy, do we need in these days to have our reliance on God. Jesus said about overcoming. Because if you want to find out what really is truth, go to the man himself and go in the Gospels and see what Jesus said. And this is what he said in John 16, verse 33. And this comes out of the Amplified. That's not um, on the screen, that, this one. He says, I have told you these things, talking to his disciples, so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation. You will have trials. You will have trouble. You will have distress. You will have frustration. Anyone got those? 
But then he says this, but take heart, be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, be certain, undaunted. Why can he say that? And why can we receive this? Because he says, for I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. It might look like the world has overcome everything else, but Jesus has already overcome the world and has come to an end, as he said, as it's going to end in here. And he's coming back and it's going to be renewed and it's going to be restored because he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's already done it and he's now doing it, bringing it to a conclusion. He says, I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. You might be getting knocked about, but Jesus has actually overcome it. And if we can get into him and if we can let our faith rise up and if we can stand on the word, we can start winning even more of the battles that are coming against us because he's wanting us to train like that young man and not give up and believe in ourselves and believe in him because we can do it. Trusting in God's plan keeps us on the straight and narrow path and helps us endure obstacles. My favourite scripture that's been with me since I've been a Christian and I didn't wake up to the fact that Jesus had redeemed me on the cross 2,000 years ago. It took me to 27 years of age to say, you're real God, come into my life and everything changed. And this is the scripture that's followed me. Trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in who? The Lord. Not the government. Not my bank balance. Not my boss at work. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Not some of your heart when you feel like it. All of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't this get in the way. Can't do it. Can't do it. That says I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Everything. When you wake up in the morning and you think, I don't know what I'm doing today. Well, say, God, help me. He wants you to be, he wants to be involved in every bit of your life. And then it says the promise, and he shall direct your path. I could be here all week telling you how he's directed my path from that moment on. This is what Jesus then says in Matthew 7, 13, 14, because it's not easy. He says, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. You're seeing the world using the big wide gate. Money, power, anything they can do, like entertainment. And they're all having a good time. And it seems as if you think, well, they're having a good time. Lord, and I'm getting a real bashing here. But they're on the broad way. And that says it leads to destruction. But there are many who go by it because narrow is the gate and difficult, he says, is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Are you having a difficult time? Well, you must be on the narrow way. Stay on it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us. And this message, really, I was mulling this over on the 30th of September. I went out for a walk in the countryside and those who have been here a little bit, now I suddenly get things in the countryside from God. And I'm walking through this long walk I like to go on and I'm in the woods and it's lovely, the birds are singing, the sun's out and there's a bit of the path that I come to that is narrow and that's a right of way and the woods have got a nice broad path through it and there's a big sign on the post that's private <laughs> and there's this little sign on the post that says footpath and as I approach the footpath it is full of stinging nettles and anyone who has not met a stinging nettle in this country, some of the leaves can get as big as your hand. They've got serrated edges all the way around and every one of them stings you. Now this path is completely overgrown and blocked. They haven't cut it. 
and I've got a choice. <laughs> I know that's the path, and that's the right path, and that's the path I want to go on, because otherwise I've got to go all the way back for ages before I can get back to where I need to be. And I made the decision, I'm going down this path. I've got new tools with me, so I pick up a stick off the floor of the woods. And I've got enough room to swing it, but at least I can push these nettles to one side. But they're up over my head, some of them. <laughs> and then I start putting my foot on the stems so they start going down. And I'm actually saying to myself, move um, everywhere my feet treads, God's given me. So I kept treading, pushing, and suddenly I'm in amongst the nettles. And my mind started saying, what are you doing? Because there's 200 metres of this, and it doesn't stop, it's dense with nettles. And I thought, no, I'm going to keep going. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I started talking these scriptures out. Nothing is too difficult. And I just kept confident. I kept saying, I'm going through. Next minute I got stung on the hand, stung on the wrist, stung through my jeans. But I just kept going, I kept going, I kept going. And then as I got near the gamekeeper's um, cottage, he's got this German shepherd dog that's completely mad. It throws itself at the cage because it wants to get at you. And it's about as far as that door is from you. And this thing has gone berserk and I've got nettles around my head and I'm trying to not get stung in the face. And I'm still going. And this thing's going. And I heard that one that, you know, the devil roars like a roaring lion to scare you. And I thought, no, I haven't got a spirit of fear or intimidation. I've got a, spirit of power, a sound mind and love. And I kept going past this thing barking its head off, and next minute I broke out of the nettles, and I'm through. And I'm on a bit of a clearer path. And the blessings that followed, two red kites soaring, blackberries on the bushes, which I did enjoy along the way, and various other things. But I had to make a decision. That's the narrow path. And it had obstacles, and it had difficulties. But I just decided I'm going for it and I'm not going to give up here. I became an overcomer in that path and I was victorious. And that's what God wants us to be. And just to really pull this together with scripture um, from Paul the Apostle. Because he was an overcomer. Big time. And this is just to help us as, as we, we leave here today. What does an overcomer have to tell us about the journey? And if anyone has read uh, about Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, you speak, you hear about this thorn in his side and everyone tries to guess what it was, but he doesn't say what it was. So it could have been physical. It could have been demonic interference because he was getting hounded wherever he went and persecuted. We don't know what it was, but three times he said to God, would you take this away from me? And God said, no, my grace is sufficient. If Paul hadn't have kept the battle going on with this thing, we wouldn't have then had this revelation that he also had of the overcoming grace of God. I told you this was God's calendar, didn't I? <laughs> the overcoming grace of God, which proved sufficient in the midst of Paul's weaknesses. I'm telling you this morning, for everyone here, God's grace his overcoming grace is sufficient for everything that you're facing and going to face. But you have to put your trust in the one where it comes from. God. Grace 
Not only is God's grace mightily in effect at our salvation, because it's God's grace that comes in, it is also a God-given resource that makes possible holy living, because we can't do it ourselves, when our life circumstance or character is under fire by the adversary, the devil, or by man, or by circumstances. God's grace becomes his enablement or empowerment to achieve his plan. He's got a plan for each one of us. Doesn't matter how far you've messed up, how far you've gone back down the road, you're still in God's plan. And all you have to do is keep saying, Lord, help me. And he'll get you through the stinging nails and out the other end. The grace gives us the ability to endure hardship and access him. God's grace is powerful and all enabling to the believer. God's grace facilitates our abilities to conquer every weakness as we yield, this is it, as we yield to an absolute trust or reliance upon God. Some of us need to take our feet off the bottom of the swimming pool and trust that you can swim and float in God's grace. Trust in his heart even when we can't trace his hand, even though I can't see it, you're working. Even though I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. He never stops working. Sufficient, Greek, archaeo, suggests the idea of raising a barrier. Well, I had the big stick against these nettles, warding off. God giving us the grace, the supernatural ability or miraculous facility to sustain, endure or maintain our call for all he is enabling you to become in Christ. Do you know he wants you to succeed more than you want to succeed? Paul came to that place of this knowing this God who loved him, whose grace was sufficient. And this is what he says, just to close this message out. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that will go up. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That's the key. We are hard-pressed. Anyone hard-pressed on every side? Yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Verse next. So, he then goes on to say, of all the stuff that he's come through, He's speaking here further on. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labours more abundant. In stripes above measure. That's whips being whipped on the back. In prisons more frequently. In deaths often. From the Jews five times I received 40 stripes minus one. So he's been last 39 times on his back. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. The night and the day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. And that's not fasting because he's chosen not to eat, that's because there is no food. In cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily is my deep concern for all the churches. Can you just flick back to the other uh, verses, please? You've heard of a string of pearls around your neck. You've got a string of perils here. Paul has gone, peril, 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 peril. Anyone having a bad day? Read 2 Corinthians 11:23 to 28, and you'll read of someone who's gone through several bad days, 
survived it because he's an overcomer he's victorious why because he's come to know jesus christ the son of god who's died for him whose grace is at work in him whose call is upon his life and he knows that he's going to complete that which god has put in him to do and you can read all his letters in here which will really boost your faith because this man's walked it lived it run it but he kept running and he ran the race and he won and he's a victor and he's an overcomer why am I saying all this? Because that's us. <laughs> it's not just for Paul. Jesus says, you are. I have overcome the world. I'm giving you now the authority. I'm giving it all to you. Everything to go out there and just do what the kingdom of God does and what I, I need you to do. Therefore, in verse 16, if you ever see therefore in the Bible, you need to ask, what is it there for? Because there's always something important. He says at verse 16, in that same, uh, in the one we uh, looked at in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, we do not lose heart. That's an overcomer. We do not lose heart, even though our outward man or woman is perishing, yet the inward man or woman is being renewed day by day. And he says, for our light affliction, he calls it light affliction. I tell you, them nettles, when they stung, they were not a light affliction. They were pretty, pretty a whack. He says, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's where his eyes were. The greater thing that was coming. Jesus is coming back. We're going to be with him. And all the death, all the sickness, all the other stuff, gone. God is renewing it. He's coming back. And what we're going through at the minute, Paul calls a light affliction. You just saw the list. He calls it a light affliction because he's got hold of the greater thing. Hallelujah. Dear people, heaven awaits us. It's not a myth. If God put it in his Bible, I can guarantee you it's true. And can I just say, we keep beating the drum at the front of this church, Cecilia and I. If you are not reading your Bible, read it. If you're only reading it a little bit, read it some more. Study it prayerfully. Because the thing that's going to get you through out there and through the battles and the things that are going to come against you is the word of truth together with the Holy Spirit empowering us. Paul was willing to suffer the hardship and martyrdom so that the Corinthians would, could know the power of God and not lose heart. He was that testimony. That, that man running the race, you all clapped. You were with him, weren't you? It inspired us because of faith in the future resurrection and because of the present experience of God's renewing power, Paul continues to preach with courage and determination and you've seen how he came through everything. So, if Paul can do it, we can do it. And I'm going to end with this. If Jesus can agonise in the Garden of Gethsemane, To the point where he said, Father, will you take this cup from me? Here is the man, Jesus. He knew what was coming. And he wrestled. And when it said his sweat dropped, there's drops of blood. In the First World War, when those young men were going to go over the trenches, they were in so much stress and anxiety, blood was coming out of the pores on their foreheads. There's a medical term for it, which some of the medical students may know but actually that really happens under deep stress and, and Jesus was at that point but he then said nevertheless not my will father but yours be done 
And when we're in that deepest place of agony, if you can put that prayer up, not my will, Father, yours be done. Everything is there available to get you through. And Jesus went to that cross, and we all know how we've read it, we've heard it, for you. And he was nailed on the cross and he died. He's the ultimate overcomer. And when he rose from the dead out of that tomb, victory. He's the ultimate overcomer. He's the ultimate victor. That's our God. We know who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that's who you are. When you leave here now, we're going to go and have some refreshments. You might not feel like it this morning, what you're facing, what you've been going through, but you can say, I'm an overcomer because of Jesus. I'm victorious because of Jesus. And he wants you to succeed in your 800 metres more than you do. And he's cheering you on. He's cheering you on this morning. Lord, we thank you for the examples that you have given us in Scripture, but also of yourself. That when you say you have overcome the world, you have overcome the world, the devil, and every scheme against the kingdom of God and everything that you planned. And because of the cross and because of your death and resurrection, everything's on track. And you're preparing everything ready for that glorious day when you will draw the church back to yourself, the bride. And you've given us your grace to help us to overcome, to help us to press through the nettles of life, to help us to walk past the raging dog, the raging lion that can't get to us but scares the life out of us if we, if we let it. But your perfect love casts out all fear. I pray this morning in this place, everybody is going to get such a touch of your perfect love that any fear they've got, fear of doctors, diagnosis, fear of the future, fear, 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 Lord, as it comes in, Lord, they can just say no because the perfect love of Jesus casts out all fear and I belong to Jesus. So I pray right now, I come against all fear. I come against, Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding won't see nettles, Lord, but they'll see the finishing line, like Paul did, that Lord, we won't give up. We'll fight on. We'll run the race, Lord, and we'll come through. Why? Because our trust is in you. Our faith is in you, the way maker. You're the way maker. You make a way through the nettle beds. You make a way through the darkest night. You make a way through the worst sickness. You make a way through debt. You make a way through joblessness. You make a way through homelessness. You make a way. You're the way maker, the miracle worker. Lord, you're the deliverer. You're our healer. You're our saviour. God, what else do we need? Hallelujah. And you're the one in the stand cheering us on as we're 10 metres off the pace because you know we're going to win. You know we're going to win because you've already achieved it, Lord. Hallelujah. I pray this morning as we go from here, Lord, we're going to be able to say I'm an overcomer and I am victorious in Jesus' name. Amen.